0: Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Thanks for joining us. Today I have Kimberly Napier, who is a certified life and business coach and intuitive and author of Know What You Want Next, Break Free of the I Don't Know Trap and Love Your Life Again. Through personal coaching, workshops, retreats, and online courses, Kimberly has helped hundreds of women create a fulfilling life and work they love. Kimberly has an MBA from Babson College and is certified in positive psychology and certified as a life coach. She is also the co host of the podcast Manifesting Mastery. And Kimberly and I met when we were at a workshop on developing your intuition, and it was fascinating workshop many years ago, and she has an amazing story of perseverance and transformation. And I've found that women can either become the victim or the victor, and she clearly became the victor. So thanks for joining us today, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Mary Kay. It's so great to be here. Well, tell us about your journey and how you transformed your mindset to move forward. If you can give us a little bit of your background.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So well, I always joke that people who become a life coach, it's not like you wake up one day and say you're going to become a life coach and something puts you on that path. And for me, about nine years ago, I was living a very different life. And on the outside, it probably even looked perfect by some measure. I had this great corporate job. I was married, had two beautiful kids. And in a matter of months, my world was completely turned upside down. I lost my husband to suicide, and three weeks after that, I lost my dad, and if that wasn't enough, just a couple months later on Christmas Day, I almost lost my daughter. She had gone into anaphylactic shock, and that was really the the moment where I completely surrendered, and I got her to the hospital, and I was on my knees begging to God uh, to save her, mm-hmm. and... Thank goodness she was okay. And I told God if he was going to save her, just give me a sign and I'll do whatever you want. And that night I went home with my two girls and I went to bed and I held them and I vowed from that day forward not to take anything for granted and to live with gratitude every day. And a couple of months later, I was back at work and I got the sign from God. I was in the boardroom And I heard a voice in my head, which never had heard before that said to get out. And I thought I was going crazy and I looked around the room and then I heard it again and it was really loud. And so in that moment, I literally got up and I grabbed my things and I walked out the door. And I never would have done that before, but I was in such a different place. And I left my corporate career that day without a plan, which was unlike me but it was the first time in my life where i was feeling like everything was going to be okay even though i didn't have a plan and prior to that everything in our lives was just falling apart and going wrong Mm -hmm. but i had this new feeling within myself within my soul that things were going to be okay and i knew that i had to help my girls move forward So I found, actually feel I was divinely guided to find positive psychology, which is the study of resilience. And that's what put me on the path to help me and my girls move forward. And it was stuff that I had started to do already, but it really started to crystallize just how important our choices in terms of how we decide to be, no matter what our circumstances are, Mm -hmm. how we choose to be is really what determines what our life will become and how we can shift our reality. And I think for me, it was that moment where I decided I'm not going to be a victim anymore. Like you said, I decided that I'm going to do things differently. It was interesting. It was really kind of sad. My girls had said to me, mom, why is all this bad stuff happening to us? Are we bad? Did we do something to deserve this? When you hear that as a mother, like right away, you have to do something. And so for me. I knew in that moment, I had to show my girls that they deserve to feel joy, that they deserve to live, they deserve to be happy, but I had to model that. And so that was really what I decided to do was when I got into positive psychology, it was really meant as a way to help me and my girls move forward. But then it became the work that I really wanted to do in the world to help others because I wish that I had known this for years when I had lived in fear or been a victim of my circumstances. And this was really the way that got me out of it and put me on a different path.
0: So I was just curious because you said you were intuitive. Is that moment that you heard that voice in the boardroom, was that the first time you had heard that voice really? Or have you always had this gift of intuition?
1: I I think we all have this gift of intuition, but we're not aware of it, or Mm -hmm. we're not listening. And that was the first time that I really heard it. It was so loud. Like I feel intuitive nudges. I knew I needed to leave my job earlier. I needed to be home with my girls after my husband died, but there was this fear of, well, what's going to happen if I don't stay on this path. And this is what I've always done. But I was getting those little nudges, but it was in that moment that my soul was really speaking
0: to me for the first time. And I was listening.
1: It was just so loud and so obvious
0: that it was time. Right. Sounds you know? definitive. <laughs> yeah. So, what recommendations do you have for women who want to feel more positive or make shifts in their life right now? That's a great question.
1: One of the things I, I tell my clients as we start this work to really shift our mindset is to be open to experimenting with a different way of being because. A lot of times we can get so stuck in our patterns that we keep ourselves unknowingly, unconsciously in our reality. And I'm sure that we all know that the pandemic is an example of how we can't control everything around us, but we can control how we show up and how we decide to be with what's going on. So the first step I would say is to really play with the idea that you can choose a different way of seeing things. So your perspective is the most important thing, but it really does determine how we react, how we respond and, and really what we choose to create with our life. So one of the things I would say to start with is to focus on what is working in your life. It's really easy to slip into the pattern of what's not going well in my life and what's not working and fall a victim to that but to consciously choose every day to start to look for those things that are working. And this is even more powerful than gratitude. Uh, Gratitude is a really wonderful technique that I share with my clients to do. And I do every day and in the moment to lift us out of a a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. But in addition to gratitude, focus on what's going well in my life right now. And at the end of the day, The most important thing I would say is to focus on one thing that went well today. What is the thing that you can focus on as you start to look at your day and you go to bed and we can easily get caught in the trap of what didn't go well and what did I, what should I have done better and what's not working. But when you start putting your attention on what is working, you start seeing that there's more of that. Mm -hmm. And that becomes an upward spiral for you to really get out of your own way and start making things happen for yourself. And it's really powerful. And it's really the first step towards manifesting. One of the things I help women with is manifesting and starting to really create that reality. But if you don't believe in the law of attraction or anything like that, the easiest way to really get your mind to believe in this idea that you are powerful and your thoughts do create shifts in your life is to start experimenting with what is going well? And, and how can I start to put my attention on that? So when your mind starts to shift to what's not working, to automatically just mindfully shift over to what is working, these are the things that I'm grateful for. These are the things that are going well in my life right now, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my attention there. And when you start doing that, you will start seeing a, a really a, a major shift
0: pretty right. quickly. It's almost like when people are like, this is the worst day, everything keeps going wrong. Well, of course, that's why. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right, exactly. But they there's can one hear good it. thing that happens. What is that one good thing? This is where right. you really become resilient. You force yourself to say, okay, yeah, so all this stuff went wrong today, but what was that one thing?
0: Right. And, and put your attention there. And shift it, like turn it around. So exactly. you don't have to say that was the worst day turn it around so it can have something really great come up. <laughs> yeah. So, and
1: it's not easy to do, but it mm-hmm. does take practice, and it can become your new default the more you do it.
0: Well, all of this takes a lot of practice just to change behaviors. And sometimes people Absolutely. think it's going to happen overnight, but it took you how many years to get there? <laughs> so yeah. it it's something that you just have to practice every day and not beat yourself up when you fall back on old habits. But Yeah, I would just say to that the good part of my journey that I should
1: share, which I, I didn't, is after I found positive psychology, within a year, I had reinvented my entire life. I found work that I loved. My girls and I moved forward. We were thriving. They were happy. And I actually met and eventually married my soulmate, and we created a blended family together. And it's almost like a fairy tale for me, a fairy tale ending in terms of how it ended up and the other piece that i was able to do was really integrate my former life into my new one meaning i made amends really with my husband who had passed which was really challenging and that's the other piece that i would say is forgiveness is a huge piece of personal freedom and allowing yourself to have the life that you deserve allowing yourself to receive what you deserve forgiveness is a funny thing i know a lot of people have a hard time with that concept sometimes but it's really about you releasing anything within you mm-hmm. that is keeping you stuck any grudges any old baggage head trash i call it sometimes anything that's keeping you from allowing yourself to really step into who you're meant to be and to have the life that you deserve mm-hmm. so it's work to really get there when it's a choice but yeah. it does pay off.
0: <laughs> right. Living definitely. Of that. <laughs> yes. Well, how do you navigate triggers that come up that keep you stuck in negative thought patterns from the past?
1: I always joke with my clients that you can be so enlightened, but then when you go home for Thanksgiving or you could be at a cocktail party and something comes up, you can get that trigger and, and you could really like lose yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so The most important thing is to know your triggers, know the things that are going to get you unhinged, Mm -hmm. the things that are going to really get under your skin, whether it's something that somebody is going to say or being around a certain person, they kind of push your buttons first being aware of that. And then secondly, is to have a conscious reframe for that thought or for that person that you're going to be. What is the way of being that you want to mindfully choose to be when you're in that moment? And so it's having all of that ready at your fingertips so that you can consciously choose in the moment. And to me, that is really what mindfulness is. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing who you want to be, how you want to show up and being true to that no matter what happens, because again, you can't control what someone's going to say to you. You can't control how someone's going to behave, but if you can make your goal to stay grounded and who you want to be in that moment, that's really the goal. And so an example of a reframe, I helped a lot of people during the pandemic. I still think it's might even be relevant now. A lot of people have a lot of worries that can come up that can also hook them. Maybe they're worried about getting sick or they're worried about their their income or their job or, or whatever. And it's, it's bringing yourself back to the present moment of what's true right now. So as things come up, if you get triggered is to take a pause right away. And the way you do that, and I know you know this as a yoga instructor, is is to connect with your breath, right? Mm -hmm. And just remind you that whatever's happening in this moment is not necessarily, whether it's a thought or somebody saying something to you, you don't have to accept that as truth. You know, even if it's your own thought pattern where you might get hooked. And I think you talk about it too, Mary Kay, is like your mean girl talk. And I call it your inner Medusa when you have these thoughts about, Oh, I can't do that. Or who am I to want that? You can get really tripped up Mm -hmm. when things like that come in, be aware that that's going to happen and then create a space for you to connect to your breath and choose a different way. So have a reframe ready. So if you know that your mother-in-law triggers you and you know what she's going to say, it's not like it's a new behavior or it might be a new version of it, but have it ready for you to know in that moment when she does this, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to choose to be grounded and I'm not going to react and have that already ready for yourself expecting it's going to happen and and have that reframe available to you. If a thought comes in for you where you feel insecure and you know that this is your pattern where you can go down the rabbit hole of I'm not good enough or, Oh my God, where are they going to think of me? Have your more empowered state ready. And this is stuff that you could work on, right? This is the work Mm -hmm. to find what that reframe is. That is really the work. But once you have that, then in the moment where you do get triggered, you can connect your breath and you can choose something else. So you can choose a more empowered thought like, I have done this before. I know I'm okay. I can move through this or raise it up to I am badass. I know that I can do hard things and I can make this work for me. So just really have those ready. And I think the work is really figuring out what are your trigger points, what are the things that are going to derail you from you showing up the way you want, for you showing up how you want to be in your life, being that victor and not that victim. Mm-hmm. What are those triggers? And then having those reframes ready. So as they come up, you can keep bringing yourself back to your center and then ultimately elevate in that new narrative of who you want to be. That is really the key. Having what I call a manifesto. And those are your I am statements, right, of who you want to be. And then ultimately, as you start to practice that, you will become that.
0: Right. Because just going back to the mean girl self-talk, I see so many really nice girls that are so kind to everyone else and their mm-hmm. self-talk is just bitch girl and if you took that self-talk and sat it next to you at a party you would pretty much hate her so why are (laughs) we doing this to ourselves it's a pattern that creates a lot of negativity in your life so um yeah glad you brought that up what are some of the ways you help yourself raise your vibration and why is that important
1: Well, I think why it's so important is really what you just were talking about. You don't want to live in that bitchy girl state, right? Right. So helping yourself elevate out of that self-talk to at least get to baseline. But then when you can get to a place of feeling love towards yourself or inner joy, that's when really the magic happens. And I know for myself, when I was going through this journey, was very easy for me to fall into a pity party. Why me? Why is all this bad stuff happening to me? And when I was in that place, honestly, of mm-hmm. self pity, I was attracting more stuff aligned with it. I kid you not. But the, the space between when my husband died, and my daughter went through anaphylactic shock, everything in our life was really falling apart. And I mean, the truth is, I deserve to feel that grief and, and to be in that low spot. But there's a point where you got to get out of it and everything was going wrong. Like things were falling apart everywhere. The fridge was falling apart. The power went out. Everything just was not working. I was attracting things that were matching my vibrational state. And if you believe in energy and that energy is everything, right? We're constantly emitting this frequency Mm -hmm. and depending on our vibration, if we're in a low vibration, we're getting things that match that vibration in our life. So right. if you really want to pull out of it, this is the work too, right? right? If you really want to pull out of your negative state, you have to choose to go to a higher vibration. And that can sometimes feel a little fake at first and not authentic, which is what we all want to be. But it's a way to really help yourself out of that pattern and choose something that's going to align yourself with some joy or love or something that's going to just make you feel better in that moment. And once you do that, you'll notice that you start getting into an upward spiral of things that match that frequency. So for me on my journey, what I started doing was once my girl said to me that they were feeling like they were bad or something, they deserve these bad things. Like what's this, what's going on? Why is this happening to us? I realized in that moment that I had to really get out of bed <laughs> and start living again and choose joy. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing the things we used to do. And it wasn't easy at first. I didn't always feel like I wanted to do it. But as I started to put myself in the flow of good things, I started to receive good things. And one of the things I really started to do was to be really open to go out and do things that maybe I didn't really want to do that day and talk to people that I didn't really feel like I'd rather stay in my bubble, but put myself out there in a way to start living again. And I started to attract more of that. So as I'd go out and maybe forget about my own problems, hold the door for other people, talk to other people where I normally wouldn't, I started to notice that I started to feel better. And my state started to elevate and I started to attract things. Synchronicity started to happen. I started to find people came into my life that I needed to meet. And I never knew that those things were possible. And there are many, many stories of that. But a simple way to raise your vibration in any moment is to go to gratitude is really a way to lift yourself and elevate yourself out of the pity party or Mm -hmm. the mean girl talk. If you see that that's not really working for you and you want to feel better, is to focus on something that you're grateful for and something that you're grateful for about yourself, Mm -hmm. something that you're grateful for about your life. For me, focusing on my kids and my dogs, that was something that really helped me just realize like what does matter. And then find something that brings you joy making sure that you're making time for that in your life. Right, That will get you in a different state. And then experiment with that. You'll start seeing that and noticing that when you're in that state, good things happen. The people that you need in your life show up. The people that you're wanting, the things that you're wanting, start coming to you. And when you fall back into that slump, you'll notice that oh, wow, those things aren't happening for me right now. So you start to see if I just make this small shift, I can get back into the flow of that. And it really is that quickly. It doesn't take years. It takes seconds to get back into that flow.
0: Right, and and also fear and anger, jealousy. These are very low vibrations. And I think people don't realize how important it is. You can have these fears, but move on. And I, I even think with COVID and everything that's going on, Being fearful of getting sick weakens your immune system and can attract it. So getting out of those fear-based emotions is key to raising your vibration. And obviously, we know that joy and laughter and just being silly, that raises your vibration. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that
1: playful, childlike energy is really magical.
0: Right. When I see people taking themselves so seriously and work so busy or they have so much on their plate in college, I always tell them you need to be silly again. You need to start lightening your whole mindset and reframing what you're putting so much importance on.
1: Definitely. I think that our culture has really taught us that we have to feel struggle to to achieve things and work hard for things that might even come at our own expense. And yes, we do need to put in effort, but it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be a struggle. And that's something that I've really learned because a lot of times we deny ourselves the really good things because we don't think we deserve them because we haven't worked hard enough. I hear that from my clients all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't worked hard enough for this or It has to feel like a struggle or something. And it doesn't have to be. It can be really easy and fun. And in fact, when you start getting into that way of being, things happen much faster. And, you know, you start getting in alignment with the things that you really do want. And it's quite freeing and expansive. It doesn't have to be so, like you said, serious and hard and such a struggle. And we need to make time for the ease. And we need to make time for the good stuff in our life if we want to actually receive more of that.
0: (laughs) And even what you were talking about, how you would make conversation with people or reach out to people when you wanted to stay in your bubble. I think that's a really important point because whenever I reach out to strangers, I notice that a lot of people in that space want to talk to me and they start opening Mm -hmm. up and then you become friends with everyone. And that is really an uplifting feeling, feeling connection. i personally feel purpose in life is connection and connection with people who might need your advice or people that would be a great friend and Mm -hmm. anyone at at any different stage of their life. One of the things that I noticed on my path was
1: when I left my corporate job, I had been in the corporate world for 22 years. I had no plan, but I knew I wanted to still work in some capacity. And I found that when I started to put myself out there in a way that I hadn't before, not only did I create connections, but that those connections guided me on my path forward. It was the universe dropping breadcrumbs and showing me where to go. So for instance, I went, um, after my husband passed, I went out to Arizona and was grateful enough to go to Canyon Ranch and do this amazing healing and I had this idea there that I was gonna become a coach. I met with all these healers and they kept telling me I should be a coach, but I was like, I don't know what coaches are in Massachusetts, we don't really have coaches, that's a California thing, whatever. (laughs) So this was almost 10 years ago. So I I got on the plane and um, coming home, I was like, okay, I'm gonna find out about coaching and I'm gonna see what this is, you know? And I normally on the plane would put my headphones on and just ignore people and put my nose in a book. But I was really committed to being open and talking to people. That was my new way of being that I had adopted. And so this guy sat next to me and I started talking to him. And of course, he was from California. He was this young, young guy. um, And I told him I was just practicing. I was like, so I think I'm going to become a life coach because he was asking me, what am I doing? And, And he said, oh, my God, you need to read this book. And he handed me this book from Martin Seligman called Flourish. Oh, yes, and I've, I've that, that you read that book. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. So that was the that's book a sign that, too. <laughs> that exactly. That was my sign uh-huh. to what I was going to do next because I had no idea. So I finally read it. And I was two pages in and I knew in that moment, this is what I was meant to do. I actually said it out loud. I was like, oh my God, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm meant to do. I want to learn positive psychology and I want to help people and I want to help my girls. I knew that that was what I was meant to do. And then this is another sign. I love how the universe, I was like, well, I'm going to get up in the morning and look for a course. And I found a course for Paulo and it was starting in a week. I got the last spot in the class. And when I got there, there were 200 people there and everybody was talking about how hard it was to get into this class and they had been waiting. And I was like, wow, the universe just let me in. And I knew in that moment, again, this is where I'm meant to be. But that's something I think is really important too, is learning what choices are aligned with you, Mm -hmm.
0: knowing if something's right for you or not. And And if it comes easily, that's usually the path you're supposed to take.
1: Absolutely. And you feel it in your body, right? Mm, You know when it's a yes and when it's a no. And everything in my body said this is a yes. And it wasn't like I had to do a pros and cons list and figure out. Everything was easy. I got into the class. My daughters were taken care of by my sister. Nothing was hard. There was no struggle. It just kind Mm -hmm. of fell into place. And then I knew. Everything after that moment, I started to put through that filter of, is this a yes for me? Is this a no for me? How does it feel in my body? Is this right? Does it come with ease? Is it hard? And whenever I follow that, I just know that things are going to work out. And, And that's really, I think the key is to get in touch with that intuitive voice in you, that connection with your body that knows and following that.
0: Mm -hmm. Part of your story reminded me a little bit of mine. And it's something that I think a lot of women are afraid to do. I too Mm -hmm. had a really comfortable job. I was the advertising director of a magazine. And my husband worked. And I worked full time. And I had three young kids. And it just seemed we both had to work. And my life was extremely busy uh, Mm -hmm. filling every single moment so the idea of not working there didn't even cross my mind but then one day (laughs) I had a nanny that was taking care of my kids and and I'm a kids person so it was really Mm -hmm. hard to leave them to go to work yeah and one day I got home from work and my daughter wanted to go home with the nanny oh gosh and that was all of a sudden I thought this is not normal. And so the next day I resigned. <laughs> and my husband was like, "You did what?" <laughs> and I just said, "You know it's going to work out." And I resigned and I was so relieved and so happy to be at home with them and I ended up devising a job that I could work from home writing books and then just because I was able to run the household and be really effective and productive with our time as a family. My husband was allowed to actually really focus on his job and make up Mm -hmm. for that income I had lost. But at the time, if I had really thought about it and put the pros and cons, I would have stayed. So I just really went with my intuition like you did. And a lot of women say, I just can't. Leave, but if you really believe in yourself and believe in the signs, you'll get that sign to know it's all going to work out. It
1: always 100%. Yeah, <laughs> it always does. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful story. And I love that you just listened right away to that and you mm-hmm. took the sign and took the action. So at the end of the day, what you need to come back to is what is your real truth and what is it that you really want? And similar to you, I always stay home with my babies too, but it was a similar situation. And I sometimes feel like I was given this blessing in the midst of all of this difficulty and chaos and sadness, but that was the blessing that I was able to be home with my girls and create a life that I could work from home and and be with them and It's really been amazing to be able to have that experience.
0: Right. We're both very fortunate. And also with the pandemic, too, I've seen so many people take a negative into a positive. I actually think our country needed this time to be introspective and spend time outside Mm -hmm. and figure out that we don't have to be crazy busy. We can stop doing a few things and refocus our life. Not that I would ever want this to happen again to us. And I do think the pandemic
1: was a pause and an opportunity for people to reset and mm-hmm. take stock of what is really important to them. And This is really an opportunity to see, do I want to make a change? Do I want to make a choice? And it, sometimes the universe gives you a gift that doesn't look like a gift, but it's sometimes in the form of getting laid off or something. And then it gives you that space to really get clear about what is it that I really do want and ask yourself those hard questions and go through that process and then come out of it with something that is more aligned with you and is going to make you more fulfilled and happy and often put you on a path to get more connected with your soul and your spiritual side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the universe is trying to wake us up and saying, come on, come on, come on. And then there's a huge wake up call if Mm -hmm. we don't listen. Right. So I would say pay attention to the little wake-up calls because if you don't, you're going to get a big one. Right. And everybody's <laughs> going to get one. So right. it's Just like pay attention.
0: So how yeah. can people learn more about your work and what you do? Can you share your contact information so they can yeah. get in touch?
1: Absolutely. So you can go to KimberlyNapier.com and I'm also on Instagram and social media. And go to my website. You can get a download of my book, Know What You Want Next, a free download. You mm-hmm. can also get it at Amazon. But If you want a paperback or Audible. But if you want a free download and you want to just kind of check it out, you can go right to my website and go to KimberlyNapier.com slash GetNewBook.
0: And Kimberly Kimberly Napier is spelled K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-N-A-P-I-E-R.com. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your insight and hope you have a great life. Thank you so much, Mary Kay. Try to get in a really comfortable place for a short meditation. The whole philosophy of yoga meditation is to reduce anxiety and pain, both physical and emotional. And it's also going to help you increase your energy and potential. So the intent is to focus on the breath, eliminating any negative thoughts in the brain, just release that negative self talk, which will allow you to change your perspective on anxiety and anger. Allow the breath to calm you, and you'll observe other sensations in your space the sounds, physical awareness. Mindfulness does not allow the drama of feelings to zap your spirit. It remains very skeptical of feelings. You notice they're there, but you hope that sitting in this deeper state of awareness will allow the feelings to pass. So it's not about denying emotions, the sadness or the anxiety and anger that will come up. It's just to notice them and let them pass. Sometimes if we can sit with feelings of sadness, envy, rage, the feeling actually leaves your body. And the stillness comes into your mind, allowing you to clear those negative thought patterns. So just notice. Don't judge. And breathe. Take a deep breath in. Now long exhale. Survey your body. Relax your brow. Unclench your teeth. Soften your jaw. Your body will start to feel this general warmth. Allow the top of the thighs to soften. And your attention will relax. Let the attention to flow down your legs, down your arms back up to the crown of the head. So just allow the attention to sort of survey the body up and down. And the mind will wander. just recognize it's wandering and redirect it on the breath. Inhale. Let the muscles relax, exhale, inhale, filling yourself with all that beautiful energy all around you and exhale, letting all the toxic energy leave your body. And as your muscles relax, the nerve impulses traveling to and from them decrease and the brain calms down. A message of relaxation spreads throughout the nervous system. Gradually, the tensions that have crept into your body and mind over the days release. Stay here. You'll begin to notice that distracting or stressful thoughts are increasingly unimportant and fall away. And just repeat this affirmation. I feel relaxed, calm, and happy. I feel relaxed, calm, and happy. I feel relaxed, calm, and happy. Inhale for a count of five. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale for six, five, four. Three, two, one, inhale again, exhale. Now visualize your heart radiating out, expanding beyond your body. Really consciously enlarge your energy, your positive energy, let it expand out so that people are receptive to your energy People want to help, people want to connect with you. Practice inhaling for five. Now exhale for six. Radiate love. I feel relaxed, calm, and happy. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.